Apparently following a star is not that easy because our wise men weren't here last night for the five o'clock mass. I found them in a storage room. <laughs> Those things are heavy too. They need to go on a diet. But throughout uh, the, the history of salvation, we have seen time and again how God acts in ways that are oftentimes surprising to us. In fact, throughout Scripture, we see how he reverses the expectations of humanity. All we have to do is think back to the great celebration that we experienced two weeks ago. If we look at the expectations of the Jewish people in regards to the Messiah, they believed that he would be this powerful and mighty military and political leader who would come to save them and only them, to bring liberation from captivity, releasing them from oppression and leading them to a place of prominence and everlasting peace. At Christmas, we see how God totally reverses that expectation and instead sends the Messiah as a tiny baby, vulnerable, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. It was the exact opposite of what the Jewish people expected. In the feast that we celebrate today, the Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord, we have another example of how God is reversing those expectations. The word epiphany means a manifestation or revelation. The literal definition is a drawing back of the veil. On this day, the veil is drawn back on the great mystery of the purpose and mission of Jesus. Today it's revealed that the Magi, to the Magi, that Christ did not just come to save the Jewish people. Instead, Christ came to save the Gentiles as well. He came to save everyone. The Feast of the Epiphany is one that shows us how God desires for all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Salvation and knowledge of God is, is God's love for each of us is not something that is reserved to a limited few. Instead, it's for every human person. God choosing to reveal himself to the Magi is the event that reverses the expectations of the Jewish faithful about who the Messiah is, who the Messiah was meant to be. It shows how God invites everyone in the human family, Jew and Gentile, to share on an equal footing the benefits of salvation won by Christ, something that our second reading speaks about. It's, it's in Christ that all of humanity is in, invited to become heirs to the promise of salvation, to become members of the same body, the body of Christ, the church. As we've heard in the readings and prayers during the masses throughout the Christmas season, Christ is the light that has come into the world. He is the light that was meant to reveal God to all nations. The three magi represent all the peoples of the earth seeing that light. It shows how the light enters into the reality of our human situations, how it unites all generations and all cultures. 
And it calls us to head toward it. It's a distant light. A star that became a beacon which led the wise men and all the peoples of the earth to the eternal light. The light that stepped down from heaven and entered into the darkness and brokenness of humanity. The father had to put a spotlight on his newborn son. And the kings had to come out of the darkness in order to see it. And as a result, it began shedding light on them as well. It brought them into the light and made it possible for them and all the Gentiles to be invited to dwell in that light for all eternity. But the invitation didn't stop with the Magi. It didn't stop with the Gentiles. It continues to be extended even today. The salvation that has been won by Christ continues to be open to everyone in our day and age. And as evidenced with how things are going in the world, that's a message that is so desperately needed. As Christians, it's our duty to share it. We are called to go out and make the light of Christ known in the world by sharing the experiences that we have had with him. Each one of us should strive to be like the star that guided the Magi. We're called to be those steady witnesses to Christ, attracting others to the eternal light that continues to shine brightly in the midst of our dark world. So many people in our world, in our families, our friend groups, we see how many of them are lost. They're seeking fulfillment and purpose in things that will never provide it. They so often search for it in money, pleasure, or power, in human relationships, in earthly things that will come and go. And if we're honest with ourselves, we too might be falling into that same trap, searching for meaning and purpose in things that will never satisfy. We are called to be different as Christians. We're called to recognize that only Christ provides that fulfillment, the fulfillment of our deepest desires. He is the one who can truly satisfy the longings of our hearts. And we are the ones who have that responsibility of pointing others to the one light that will always provide that fulfillment. Because if we aren't the stars that point others to Christ, if we aren't pointing others to the one person who answers all our needs and fulfills all our desires, then who will? Our example, our words, our actions should always reflect Christ. And so as we enter into prayer this week, we should ask ourselves, how can we be more like Jesus? Which relationship, habit, or activity in our life needs to change so that we can be more like him.
Let's ask him now during this Mass as we come forward to receive communion to show us how he is inviting us to become those witnesses, those stars that point others to him. Let's ask for an epiphany in our own hearts, a manifestation and a revelation of how God is calling us to live for him. He wants to reverse our own human expectations. And he wants us to live solely for him. Do we have the courage, like the Magi, to respond to that invitation today?